Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, your podcast platform proudly brings to you, Mid-Peasants, the best podcast in the world, with your hosts, The Fluff Brendan and The Star Catherine, The Mid-Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at The Mid-Podcast and on YouTube at The Mid-Podcast 6436. Make sure you add those numbers. And if you want to support the show, you can do so by becoming a Patreon member. Go to patreon.com forward slash the mid podcast and select a tier that fits you where you have access to our random shit episodes. You can also cash app the show, dollar sign the mid podcast, or you can go to the midpodcast.com and get you some mid podcast merchandise. We've added some new items like our Nana story. And what the hell, mom, items. So go check that out. Every little amount helps us continue the show and allows us to go to cool events like WrestleCade. Now, it's time to entertain our mid-peasants with some... Hello, people. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. We're back with the review. Of the best wrestling company in the world. All Elite Wrestling. And we're talking about Full Gear. We will tell you what matches we got right on our predictions, which you can go back and listen to. And then, at the end of this, we will talk about the Continental Classic, which kicks off tonight. And I'm excited for it, because it is going to be fun. So, hi, Mom. So, what were your thoughts on Full Gear? It was good. Yeah, I fairly enjoyed it. And I fairly enjoyed the new signing that got announced. Um, I don't have any wrestling news besides TKO's stocks are dropping, which is kind of haha funny. But yeah, so I think the only match that was announced for the zero hour when we did the predictions was the MJF match. And so... We did our predictions about the other other two matches off air, which was Claudio against Buddy Matthews and... Eddie versus Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. So, guess it's time to break down the matches and go from there. Mm-hmm. Do you want our prediction score? We'll do that for the end. Okay. When we get through all the matches. 
Okay. So what was the first match? Uh, Jay Lethal versus Eddie Kingston. And Circulate Hathaway was on commentary. Which was awesome. Stokes is funny as fuck. Yeah, some of the stuff he was saying was hilarious. And he was being an unbiased person in power. Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah. Anyways. So, we opened the match with Kingston and Lethal. Kingston tried to get a quick cover. Um, Kingston's head burst into the ring post. We see Sanjay with a cheap shot, which you knew there was going to be lots of fuckery in this match. Kingston hit an exploder on Lethal that looked really decent. Um... They slide the guitar in the ring. Ortiz comes out and grabs the guitar and he hits Sanjay Duck with it and Kingston gets the win. Um, this match was whatever. Knew Eddie was gonna win. They weren't gonna take the title off of Eddie. And yeah. It was whatever. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good opener. It was okay. It was your typical Eddie Kingston match. And Jay Lethal's got the Roman Reigns problem that you know there's going to be fuckery or interference in his match because of his crew. Yeah, me and Keith were talking about this earlier today. I was like, Jay Lethal would be so much better if he wasn't paired with Jay Lethal and all of them. Yep. Like, if it was just, like, Jay Lethal and Sanjay together. That's fine. Sanjay kind of, like, his manager. But, I mean, Lethal don't really even need a manager, though. No. But, I mean, it it is what it is for the match. Mm-hmm. Our next match featured Claudio Castanoli versus the House of Black's Buddy Matthews. Um, the crowd did a mommy chant. Wrong so, company, you know, Buddy Bozos. Rhea Ripley. Actually, I think they're engaged now. Yeah. Well, we get a nice boot by Matthews on Claudio. Claudio sends Matthews into the barricade. We get a knee strike by Matthews on Claudio. Matthews puts the sleeper on Claudio. We get a disc lariat by Claudio that turns Matthews inside out. Claudio with the giant swing on Matthews. The two count as Matthews kicks out. Matthews hits a power bomb for a two count on Claudio. Matthews with a cross face locked in on Claudio. Then Claudio dead lifts Matthews into a slam. That shows you how strong Claudio is. Claudio is a big motherfucker. Claudio hits his three-cola bomb into a sharpshooter and Matthews taps. 
Ricola. But yeah, this match was actually really good. I fairly this, enjoyed it. This was probably my favorite match on the Zero Hour. Or as I like to call it, the Zero Hour Plus, since they go 90 minutes. <laughs> the Zero Hour and a Half? The Zero Hour Plus. What you doing, kitty kitty? Your thoughts on this match? I enjoyed this match. I'm like, you thought it was the best match on the Zero Hour Plus? And, yeah. Claudio and Buddy Matthews are both great. And you know they're setting up a House of Black BCC feud eventually. Oh yeah, that's gonna be fucking great. Um, next we have the Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles on the line with MJF and his replacement partner for Adam Cole, Samoa Joe, versus the Guns of Colton and Austin. We get a Colton MJF starting off. MJF goes after Colton. Colton with a boot to MJF's midsection. Then they begin to double team MJF. Uh, MJF tells Samoa Joe that he doesn't need his help, but Joe tags himself in. Joe takes out the guns. Colton with a drop kick, and he misses Samoa Joe. Colton with a clothesline to MJF. Um... I put in my notes, the guns are showing their quickness. We get Samoa Joe back in, who begins to clean house. Then Joe goes for a muscle buster, but MJF tags himself in. And we see MJF hit the double DDT on Austin and Colton. MJF going for the kangaroo kick, but Joe tags himself in. Guns sent Max and Joe to each other. We get a 310 to Yuma on Samoa Joe. MJF pulls the guns off of Joe. Then Adam Cole's music hits. Joe gets Colton to tap. Joe gets his title shot at MJF's AEW World Championship. We get a handshake. Then the guns begin to attack MJF. The guns with a chair to MJF's knee, then to the ankle. And then we see MJF being stretched out and put in an ambulance. People were bitching about this. Okay, let's just talk about the match first and then we'll talk about the shenanigans at the end. And I apologize for my lack of enthusiasm. I have a major headache. Um, I enjoyed the match. Thought it was good for what it was. I kind of thought MJF and Samoa Joe were going to win anyways. Even though I do think you need to take the titles off of them. So that way you could start reestablishing your Ring of Honor tag division again. And that way they're defended weekly or bi-weekly or most of the time. I agree. And I like Max, but yeah. It's time to take the Ring of Honor title off of them. Now, if Adam Cole was healthy, I understand keeping them on him. But I still think Adam Cole is the devil. Okay. So, let's talk about the shenanigans at the end of this match. 
Uh, people were pissed that they were doing the injury hero comeback storyline throughout the whole show, but people complain when there's no storytelling. So, Maxwell is giving you storytelling. It's just not the type of storytelling you want. And yes, we all knew Max was going to win the match. But, again, I think it's just people trying to bitch about. And you know the only people I saw bitching about it were people who were fans of the Elite. Those were the only people I saw bitching about it. And I like the Elite. I do. I love Kenny. I love the Bucks. I love Hanger. Great guy. I met him before. But just because one of my favorite wrestlers doesn't have a belt doesn't mean I'm not going to be in uninterested in what the champion is doing and going to slander it no matter what. If that makes sense. But it was only yeah, the elite fans I saw complaining about it. Nobody else. Um, some of the other complaints I heard was they didn't really need to do this. They already had a story of Jeff not having friends and nobody coming to his rescue when he's getting his ass kicked. Um, they really didn't need to do an injury angle. But if you know anything about MJF and know that he's like an old school type wrestler, so he likes the carny shit, the mm-hmm. stuff like this. So it, it does fit, although it doesn't fit. You know what I'm saying? It fits his it character. It fits his persona, but it wasn't needed in, in this match or throughout yeah. this show. And see, that's a fine criticism. But just going out saying it shit, when truthfully, I was entertained during it, is bullshit. But I guess I'm just not one of those hardcore fans. No, I mean, you could be a fan or be a hardcore fan and still criticize stuff about the promotion that you like. I I was just making a joke. I know you were being sarcastic. But yeah, that was the zero hour. So, going into our main pay-per-view, Full Gear, we start off with Christian Cage, Nick Wayne, and Luchasaurus versus Goth Grandpa, Goth Uncle, and Goth Kid. Sting is Goth Grandpa, Adam Copeland is Goth Uncle, and Darby is Goth Kid. What about Sting's Goth 
dad, if you're doing Adam Copeland as the goth uncle. Yeah, we're not discussing that. Or Adam Copeland's goth dad. Anyway, <laughs> we're not discussing it. I thought Christian's entrance was cool as he does the countdown. They were putting up words, which were all lies for his character. <laughs> we get Darby and Wayne starting off. Darby with a nice move on Wayne. Darby with a nice arm with a couple of nice arm drags. He tags in Sting. Then Sting sends Wayne into the barricades. Copeland gets the tag from Sting as Christian is in the ring. And Christian's like, yeah, man, I ain't having none of that. So he tags in Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus begins to take take it to Adam Copeland. Um, We get a swinging neck uh, neck breaker by Copeland on Luchasaurus. Lucha sends Darby over the rope. Darby hits his hip on the apron of the ring. I put, oh my god, they killed Darby. Darby always that does. That spot right there looked fucking brutal. I seen like overhead shots of that. I seen like side shots of that. That looked like that man had to break his hip. Darby always dies. This is true. This man's gonna be in a wheelchair before he's 50. This is true. Then we have Christian in now that Darby is helpless. Darby with a slam on Wayne. Darby needs to make a tag, but there's nobody in Darby's corner. Darby finally makes the tag to Adam Copeland. Christian hightails it out. Luchasaurus comes in. We have Luchasaurus and Nick Wayne taken out by Sting. Sting and Copeland do some double teaming on Luchasaurus. Then Luchasaurus does a hit to the back of Adam Copeland's head. And on the outside of the ring, we have Flair, Ric Flair, who was in Sting's corner, sends some chops to Christian. Then Christian takes him out after he does a low blow. Christian hits Luchasaurus with the belt by mistake. Then Adam Copeland spears Luchasaurus. Copeland pins Luchasaurus for the win. Christian left the ring and became a sprinter as he high-tailed it out after he hit Luchasaurus. <laughs> um, what's a fun three-way opener? Or not three-way, six-man opener. Thought was fun. I enjoyed it. Plus, I like seeing Adam Copeland in AEW. Never get old. Christian did Christian with the low blow on Ric Flair was a payback from when Ric Flair did a low blow to Christian when he was in WWE. Well, good. Maybe we'll keep Ric Flair out of action for a few weeks. Then Sting got his moment after the match. He went up and hugged his son, who was at ringside. And Darby Allen was like, y'all better give this man his fucking flowers. Darby dropped two F-bombs. Yes, he did. But who cares? You're on pay-per-view. I thought the match was pretty decent. It was. Christian running away 
not being father of the year. It's not father of the year mentality. I don't know how Nigel McGinnis is going to be able to defend that one on Saturday. I don't know. I'm going to be silent when we go to Collision in January. It says, I'm fatherless. Can Christian Cage be my father? Maybe. I don't know. You got to start coming up with signs. Also depends what the Matt who's gonna be on the show. So I'm gonna make my I'm here for Nigel sign. Or maybe a sign that says, Can I get a picture with Nigel in my sign? Nice. Our second match of the night features John Moxley. And Oh god. Orange Cassidy. For the international championship. Mox goes after Orange Cassidy. Mox sends OC into the announce desk. OC trying to fight back. Mox with a side slam. OC had very little offense at the beginning of the match. We see Orange Cassie put his nails into the back of Moxley, which is a Moxley trait. Mox bleeding after headbutt by Orange Cassie. Orange Cassie with a superplex on Mox. Orange Cassie sends Mox into the announce table. Mox begins to take it to Orange Cassie. Orange Cassie with the PK, what the fuck, to the back of Moxley. Moxley hits a cutter, then a pile driver, only gets a two count. Another what the fuck moment. Then Mox goes face first into the turnbuckle. Orange Cassidy with three orange punches. Hits a beach break. Orange Cassidy gets the win. What a fucking joke. Uh, this match was as good as the first one at All Out. Hi, kitty. But. I mean, it was fine for what it is. I just wish they had more time. No, they don't need more time. I need less orange casting on my fucking TV. Mm. Nah. Yes, I'm an orange casting hater. I'll be fine with less orange casting time if it's more time when Jamie Hater comes back. Can't, can we make that deal? Less so seeing more Jamie Hader. I would love to see Jamie Hader than Orange Cassidy. Get your claws out of my leg, bud. Next, we have our women's match for the AEW Women's Championship featuring Timeless Tony Storm versus Hikaru Shida. Storm goes off on Shida. Shida with chops to Storm. Storm with a bulldog on Shida. We get a nice knee by Sheeta. Storm with the shoe. Sheeta kicks out at two. Sheeta hits a Storm Zero on Tony Storm. Then a Falcon Arrow for a two count. Then Storm uses an ankle lock on Sheeta. Sheeta gets the kendo stick to Luther as she had picked up the kendo stick and was going to use it on Tony Storm. We get a nice German suplex by Storm. Then a hip attack and Storm gets the win. Now, during this, Storm put something in her 
trunks to use during the hip attack, like some silver tray or something. The tray was halfway falling out the bottom of her shorts, and the damn ref couldn't see it, but, you know, you had cunt face poor bitch in there calling the match. So, you know, that blonde bitch can't see shit if you slap it up against her big fat face. wasn't upset with Tony Storm winning and becoming a three-time women's champion. No. Hey, Mom, what size shirt do you wear? Extra large. Okay. And I will also say that I think Tony Storm has the best German suplex for a female. Yeah. And at the end of the match, after Tony Storm has won her title, we see one Mariah May come out and give Tony Storm her flowers. Can't go wrong with seeing Mariah May. Any thoughts on this match? Um. I enjoyed it. I thought it was one of the, I would say it was one of the top three matches of the night. And actually, I think both women matches were really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Next, we have a four-way or the AEW. Um, next we have a four-way for the AEW tag titles, which are currently being held by Absolute Ricky Starks and Big Bill, and they will be facing Kings of the Black. Throne, Malachi Black and Brody King versus FTR versus Roosh and Drillistico. We get Brody and Bill and FTR with blonde sides to men. We have chaos everywhere. Cash and Roosh are on a ladder fighting. They begin exchanging chops. Starks goes to the top. Malachi hits him with some elbows. We have everyone down. Brody and Bill with ladders staring each other down. Then they go at it in the ring. Black sends a ladder into Cash's face. Starks climbs the ladder and gets the title. There was so much going on that it was really hard to take notes on this match. Let's just say there were some holy shit spots in this match. It was a good match. And I'm not upset with Starks and Big Bill winning. No. I was fine with any four of the teams winning it. I would be too. I think my least my least would be FTR. Just because they've held it recently. Yeah. You messed with the bull, you get the horns. And in case if you don't follow 
Jose the assistant on Twitter, you need or X, you need to follow him because he was going at it with Ken, uh, the uh, Ken. What is it? Ken, Ken Jung. Yeah. Oh, they've had some great exchange. I almost said Kim Jong Un. <laughs> no wrong person. I could see Jose going at it with him though too. Jose ain't go back down from nobody. Nope. Any other thoughts on this match before we move on? Uh, I enjoyed the ladder match, and I'm fine with the outcome of the ladder match. Glad they're letting Ricky and Big Bill continue with the titles. Our next match is another women's match, and it is for the TS Championship. And this match, I would say, is one of my contenders for match of the night. It's Julia Hart versus Sky Blue, or as you men like to say, Sky Booty versus Chris Statlander. This was, as JR likes to say, a slobber knock. And it was a damn good women's match. I know someone's knocker that could slobber all over me. It was a damn good match. No. I'm like you. This could be contender for a match of the night. So we see Sky Blue goes after Statlander. Stat takes both of the competitors down. Sky with a slap to Stat. Sky with the Hurricane Rada on Statlander. Then we see Sky and Hart with kicks to Statlander. Sky with a netbreaker on Stat. Julia hits a Moonstalk the moonsault and gets a two count on blue. I have to say, Julia's got a nice moonsault. Oh, she has one of the best moonsaults in wrestling. I think she has the second best moonsault in wrestling. I think Tiffany Stratton has the best. That's fair. She does have a good salt. Then we see Statlander with a scoop slam on the floor. Sky with a code blue on Stat gets a two count. Julia with a heartless on blue. Statlander breaks it up. Julia gets the pin on Sky Booty. And Julia Hart is your new TBS champion. Um, great match. Love the outcome. I was really surprised they let Sky Booty take pin after they had built her up. I figured they would let Stat take the pin, but... Still, the way it... Because Julia did steal it. She stole the pin. So, that's why I don't think it should affect Sky Blue that much. I mean, like, yeah, she's pissed off. She lost. She'll come back. Try and beat the fuck out of Julia. That's fine. Makes sense. But I don't think it does anything to her that like derails her push. If that makes sense. No, because I can see them setting up a um a feud with Julia and Sky Booty. Yeah. 
but yeah, the match was good. And hey, sometimes you're in the right place at the right time, as in the case of Julia Hart. Hey, Mom, what's the zip code? For here? Yeah. 27217. Okay. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, we get... Tony Schiavone, or Tony Chavone, as Tony Storm calls him, in the ring to announce the new signee for AEW. Um, there was lots of speculation going into this on who it would be. Yeah, there was a lot of speculation. And I gave you guys my three thoughts are the three people who I thought it was. Yes, if you want to hear that, you have to go listen to our pre uh, preview show. So. However, music hits. We see green on the screen. And our new Sonny is none other than the Arrow Assassin. One. Hoppa Will Osprey. Bro. Will comes out, signs his new contract. Tells the crowd to pipe down because he's got something to say. And says that he is going to finish out his new... New Japan contract, which will end in February, and then he will be all elite, baby. Woot, woot. Your thoughts on any of that? Um. Let's fucking go. I said either Mercedes or Will Offspring. I was fine with either one. And it just looks, it feels right. Him and WWE wouldn't have looked good. Because they probably would have put him in NXT. And real quick, before we continue, this isn't about full gear. Okada's not leaving New Japan, people. So, he's not in Chicago on Saturday. Punk might not even be the person who Shinsuke's talking about. I'm starting to believe it's AJ Styles. I don't think Punk's going back to the WWE because they don't want him. Okada's not going to the WWE because why would he want to do that? And plus, Okada is staying in New Japan. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Next, we have our Texas death match between one Swerve Strickland and one Hangman Adam Page. Swerve comes out. We get Press Nana and some dancers doing the Nana dance. Hangman don't even get an entrance. He just bolts to the ring to attack Swerve. 
hits a buckshot on Swerve. Swerve hasn't gotten any offense in the match yet. Hangman looks like he was on a mission. He tapes Swerve's hands together. Then he begins stapling shit to Swerve. He took the picture of that was on his refrigerator and stapled it to Swerve's mouth. What the fuck? This match was brutal. I thoroughly enjoyed all the blood. Swerve was no-selling the staples. Finally, we get some offense on Swerve. He sends Hangman into a barbed wire chair. Swerve with a pile driver to Hangman on a cinder block. Hangman with a tombstone to Swerve on a barbed wire chair. Swerve hits a powerbomb on Hangman onto the barbed wire chair, then hits the sur- uh, Swerve stomp. Swerve with a black black, uh, back, black bag opens it up and puts glass on the back of Hangman and then Swerve jumps off the top rope. Hangman stands up at the count of nine. Then we see Swerve through a barbed wire table. As Hangman hits the dead eye, Hangman with barbed wire around Swerve's head hits the buckshot. Nana saves Swerve. The Muggle Embassy's Brian Cage comes out. Cage goes for a power bomb. However, Hangman with the barbed wire uses it on Cage. Then we see Nana with a chair to Hangman. Hangman with Nana on his back sends Nana through the table. Swerve with the cinder block. Hangman looks like the, he's going to be out. Swerve with the chair around Hangman's neck. I put, oh my god, we have a, a lynching in Los Angeles. As Swerve puts the chain around Hangman's neck, Swerve gets the win. And I was okay with this match. This match? This match was brutal. This match was bloody. This match was gory. And I don't do horror films, but I thoroughly enjoyed this match. So for all these pussies on the internet saying that women do not like blood matches, motherfucker, you're wrong. Most women on Twitter have been saying they love this match. <laughs> Jim Cornette. Oh, sorry. I had something stuck in my throat. You know, fucking some old head who shouldn't be talking about anything anymore because he's a racist, homophobic piece of fuck. Yeah. Nobody has to give a fuck what Jim Cornette says. Fuck Jim Cornette. And I wish nothing but bad for Jim Cornette. And if I ever see the dude, I'm not going to do nothing. I might flip him off. Cornette's a piece of shit. Shouldn't have a platform. And the only reason why people still listen to him it's because of the shit you did back in the 80s. But anyways, fuck you, Jim Cornette, you old head motherfucker, bitch ass. This match was a 10 out of 10, 20 stars, match of the night. I don't know if I'd be drinking somebody's blood, though. But it's fake blood. I'm not a vampire. I mean, I would be a vampire to one person, but right. but I wouldn't be drinking their blood. It would be something else. Is it not fake blood? Or is it real blood? Hey, man, get tested. 
just to be safe. Next, we have the Golden Jets featuring Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks. Um, we get Don Callis on commentary. Kenny and Nick start off the match. Omega with a shoulder tackle. Jericho and Matt get in the ring. Matt unloads on Omega. Matt sends Jericho into the stairs. The Young Bucks focus on Jericho's arm. Matt hits a DDT to Omega. Jericho with the walls of Jericho on Matt. Omega sends Nick into the barricade. Matt with a double Northern Lights. Jericho kicks out at two. Nick with a low blow to Jericho. Then Matt hits a low blow to Omega, which, I mean, I'd hit something low on Omega, too, but I wouldn't hurt it. <laughs> Nick with a Judas effect on Jericho. Omega breaks up the cover. We get a BTE trigger. Jericho kicks out. Omega with a V trigger, then a Snapdragon on Nick. Matt with a one-wing angel on Omega, who kicks out. Omega with a one-wing angel to Matt, and Omega gets the pin over Matt Jackson. After the match, the Young Bucks throw a a tantrum outside the ring. I'm interested to see where this storyline's going. The stipulation for this match was the Young Bucks put up their number one contender spot for the AEW Tag Team Championships. Um, so meaning if they win, they keep their number one contendership, but Jericho and Omega can never tag again. And if Omega and Jericho won, they get the Young Bucks number one contendership. So we're going to see Omega, Jericho versus Starks and Big Bill sometime in the future. Depending when they cash in there. That's why I just said in the future. Well, I don't know how long the thing lasts. So, who knows? Maybe they'll cash in on um, not Big Bill and Ricky Starks. Because I hate to say it, I think that wouldn't be a good matchup. Jericho would get ran through by Big Bill. So, maybe wait until, like, FTR has the tag belts again. You know, gotta play it smart. Gotta play it to your advantages. And you're at a major disadvantage with a seven-foot monster in there named Big Bill. Any thoughts on this match or anything you want to talk about? I thought it was a good match. Uh, And again, I'm curious to see where this story is going. Anywho, what's next? Next, we have our main event featuring Jay White versus Adam Cole, who took the place of MJF. Um, a lot of people were bitching, like, um, how's Adam Cole even gonna wrestle? This shouldn't be happening. This is stupid. I get the storyline they're going with. Um, But, however, before the match starts, we hear some sirens. 
And we go to the back and we see MJF driving the ambulance, Stone Cold Steve Austin style. MJF hobbles to the ring as trainers and refs and producers and everybody tries to stop him. But nobody tried um, to come out and stop Adam Cole for his entrance. No, he got a full entrance. Yeah, his girlfriend was on Twitter bitching about that. MJF slaps Jay White. Jay attacks MJF's leg. MJF begins to lay rights to Jay. The guns get tossed out after getting caught with a chair. MJF mounts some offense. MJF going for a kangaroo kick. Hits it. White hits a DDT for a two count. MJF hits a DDT to White on the floor. Then MJF with a boom drop on White. MJF hits a cutter coming over the top rope. Both hit the floor. Then we see White with a figure four on MJF. We see Cole standing at ringside thinking about throwing in the towel. Max finally reverses the figure four. White to the rope to break it. White with the Ring of Honor title hits MJF, gets a two count. Ref gets knocked out. Cole lays the Dynamite Diamond Ring on the apron for MJF. However, Jay White gets it. MJF with a low below to White. Takes the ring from White. MJF hits White with the ring. Covers gets the win. And he gets his Triple B back. Also, there was a spot in this match, which I didn't put in my notes, where MJF come off the top rope and landed an elbow drop on Jay White, who was laying on the floor of the announce table because the announce table decided to explode. So MJF really didn't have anything to pad his fall when he come down. Come to find out he does have like a hip injury after this match. I thought the match was pretty good. MJF really did play up the leg injury. But no, 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 no. It was overproduced bullshit that should have never have happened. Uh, I can see some of... I can see where some people were saying that. But they don't say this shit when a Roman match happens. Which, that shit's more overproduced than a Hollywood fucking movie. I'm surprised they don't have CGI for Roman Reigns matches. And explosions and stuff. Fuck it. Add Bumblebee to a Roman Reigns match. Dude, why are we standing up having a hissy fit? Uh, I was actually pissing trash. It. Kitty kitty. But, anyways, I enjoyed the MJFJ White match. I think it was great. I think this pay-per-view was great. I would give the pay-per-view a 8.7 out of 10. That's fair. I think I would probably give it an 8 out of 10. Oh, what was the score for predictions? I got 6 out of 5, and you got 8 out of 3. So I won. I won 8 and 3. Pretty damn good at predicting stuff. What? Full Giger? What's fun? Great show. 
Plus, can never go wrong seeing Will Ospreay on TV. And now, tonight, starts a new tournament for professional wrestling called the Continental Classic for All Elite Wrestling. It's 12 people divided into two groups. One's called the Gold Group and one's called the Blue Group. I will go through and I'll read the list off of people in each group. In the Gold uh, Gold Group, it is John Moxley, uh, Swerve, Roosh, Mark Briscoe, Jay Lethal, and Jay White. I have no idea who's going to be the person to come out of this group. I can see it being four of the six people. I think 23 minutes ago, All Elite Wrestling sent out that we're going to have Roosh versus Jay White tonight as one of the matches. Yeah, TK announced that. The thingy, my bobber. I told you that. In the blue group, Brian Danielson, Andrade Oyedelo, Brody King, Eddie Kingston, Claudio Castanoli, and Daniel Garcia. I think the only person not coming out of this one that I can guarantee you is Daniel Garcia. I don't think Jay Lethal is making it all that far either. So, there are some rules and some stipulations. The rules are each match is 20 minutes. A win is worth 3 points. A draw is worth 1 point. And there will be no outside shenanigans from anybody, anywhere, anytime. And it all wraps up at the next AEW pay-per-view. AEW World's End. We get Swerve Strickland versus Jay Lethal tonight. Uh-huh. And Moxley versus... Mark Briscoe, I think. Hold on. I have... I have the first set of matches in my telephone. I need to find my photos. Photos. So, and it kicks off the night in Chicago with three matches all in the gold group. Being Bruce versus Jay White. Swerve versus Jay Lethal. John Moxley takes on Mark Briscoe. And then Saturday... It continues with Daniel Garcia taking on Claudio Castanoli and Eddie Kingston taking on Brody King at Collision. It's going to be a fun tournament. It's going to be a blast. And the winner of the tournament gets the Ring of Honor World title, the New Japan Strong title, and the Continental title. And there will be a triple crown champion. But that's all I have for that. It's just going to be great wrestling. And no outside bullshit. I'm down for some great wrestling and no outside bullshit. And I get to see Roosh and Jay. Hmm. 
in the same match. So, we'll see you people later. Oh, shit. Jose, the assistant, tweeted out, said, I heard Tony Khan said that everyone is banned from ringside in the Continental Classic. I'm not at ringside to help with the word help in all caps. I hang around ringside to make sure Roosh doesn't kill someone on live TV. But okay, AEW, El Toro Blanco is your responsibility during this tournament. What? I love Jose. It's going to be fun. Going to be interesting to see who comes out of each group. Oh, Emmy Sakura is going to be at Deadlock Pro Wrestling on December 12th. Yeah. Anywho. Oh, John Moxley and Mark Briscoe tonight, too? Ooh. I just we said that. Some redneck Kung Fu. We're getting some Rouge. We're getting some Swerve. Mm-hmm. I said what's happening tonight, woman. Do you not hear me? I heard you. But anyways, I think that's all. Oh, you want to talk about the PWI tag team list for 2023? All I know is FTRs first. Here is your top 10. Coming in at number 10 from Stardom, 7-Up. Okay. Damage Control at 9. Judgment Day at 8. The Acclaim at 7. ABC at 6. Motor City Machine Guns at five, Bishmon at four, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn at three, Aussie Open at two, and FTR at number one. Which Motor City Machine Guns and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and take out damage control and take out judgment. This is the first time I, I I don't have a problem with this list. I mean, could I move some people? Probably. But yeah, I'm okay with this list. About time PWI got something right. But uh, I would just take out damage control and judgment day. Somebody said, how is any WWE tag team ahead of the Usos? These PWI lists have been terrible this year. Not having the Usos in there, it's fucking wild. That's something I didn't think would happen. But, yeah... We also have a new logo that'll be coming out soon. Yeah. Some people got to see a sneak preview of it. Others have not. Don't know when we're going to decide to release the new logo. When I get the final draft, probably. But until then, New logo's on the way. We'll be at WrestleCade this weekend. We got WrestleCade this weekend. All three days. 
because he wants to go to church on Sunday. Plus, yeah, if you want to find out what happened at church this past Sunday, you're going to have to listen to our random shit episode that we're getting ready to record. Well, it's going to be a minute because this is going to take forever. But, anywho. So, pay attention. We will drop some content on our YouTube channel this weekend from WrestleCade, probably. But, anyhow, we'll be back next week. Talking all things AEW. Yeah. Adios. Bye-bye.